0: They had twenty-three rushing yards on their opening drive and they ended the game with twenty one. Yeah.
1: No, it's like our it's <laughs> So they got negative two rushing yards for the entire game after their first drive. That that game and a half that I talked about previously on the show, where I thought our defense might be giving up or going through some things, they were they figured it out this game. Yeah. They figured it out on that drive. 45, 50,
0: 45, 40, 30, 30. he's gonna go! Holy cow. Big red junkies.
1: Oh man, woman and child, he just turned this stadium inside out. Gives you hope that this team can go all the way. Well as I said, talent and belief. All right, we went to Alabama. We're going to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Hey, big, bad Alabama. Yeah. That's right. Yes, indeed. We're excited about that. Uh-huh. We hold honor and reverence for that situation, yep. but not more reverence than what the mission that we're on. We went to Alabama to go beat Alabama on the way to where we're going. We didn't go to Alabama going, wow, we're in Alabama. Right. All right. There's a difference. Old yep. whole mindset. We were not surprised to win that game. This team, this staff, was not surprised to win that game. We expected to win that game. But once again, did we talk a lot? No, 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 no we no. did not. No. We're, we're focusing on ourselves, and we're, we're focusing on each other because we've got a mission yeah. where we're going. Hey, down at that game, we got to watch football together
0: a little bit. I wanted to listen to that because I feel like that message is from a dude A that everybody likes to listen to. Everybody listens with Matthew, Matthew McConaughey talks. If even you don't, if, you can fuck off. Even if it's about Texas football, this is not about Texas football. This is about a team that is a blue blood that was down in the dumps and is being rebuilt. And they are about three years ahead of us in the process. And it is taking a team like Texas, who is in the hotbed of Recruitment Central, this three years to get back to true national relevance. They ended up losing this game. But that was Matthew McConaughey on game day before the Texas-Oklahoma game, which was a fantastic fucking game. If you didn't watch it, you fucked up. Um, Oklahoma ended up winning. But his message that that he threw in there about, yes, every moment is big. All of these things we're doing along the way are huge things for us to be taken care of, and every game does matter. But it doesn't matter as much as the final destination, which is getting us back to – what we want to be as a program. For sure. And I loved, I loved the message. I feel like it's something, like as I was listening to it live, I felt like it was something that you hear Rule talk about a lot. You've heard him mention these things, especially in the preseason. This is going to be a process. This is going to take time. There's going to be a lot of stepping stones and a lot of things we're going to have to go through along the way, but our mission is one thing. It's not all these other things. It's not making the fans happy. It's not figuring out a way to, to to do things exactly the way that 50,000 different people want them done. It's one goal, one direction. We'll get there. And I still believe that in Matt Rule. I thought we took big steps on Friday night doing that.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree, and I hope that um, if we can end up where Texas is in three years, I'll be very happy. I'll be super happy. <laughs> super happy. No, but that, it, it did feel good to hear – that same kind of mentality coming from different programs and seeing that it's working.
0: Yeah, seeing that it's working and, and understanding, you know, and, and Matthew McConaughey, yes, he's a, he's a movie star, he's a, uh, an author, he's all those other things. He's a hippie. But he is probably the biggest, like, single-team sports fan outside of actual, like, sports that I can think of. He, he reminds me of, like, Jack Nicholson sitting sideline at every single Lakers game.
1: It's true. He's got a hard-on for
0: Texas. (laughs) He built their basketball stadium. That's true. He built their basketball stadium. But we got a win on Friday night. Hell yeah, we did. It was exactly what we thought. We thought that it was going to be sloppy, messy, gross. And it was all those things. It was.
1: Honestly, I didn't expect it to be as... um, Mean as it was, those teams were unhappy to be playing each other.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I think they're they're two frustrated teams. We also both got our butts whooped last weekend. Yeah, because Purdue beat the shit out of Illinois, and Purdue is not good. I watched the Purdue Iowa game, both of those teams are very beatable, very not good. And it's just, I think that it was two very frustrated teams. I don't know, I, I know that I I don't remember if I made mention of it to you guys in the text message or not, but uh, Brett Bielema looked confused the entire time he was on the sideline. He watched. He watched one of his own players getting limped off the field, and he was looking at him like, "Like I've, I've never seen somebody limp before."
1: Man, <laughs> so, we <laughs> what were talking. The fuck with, is going on? <laughs> we were talking with Jed about that. Uh, Jed obviously had some other commitments tonight. Can't join us. Um, but right before the show, he's like, "Does anybody? Does anybody else want to talk about the fact that he kind of looks like he's?" Not sure if it's a fart or a shit. <laughs> it like, does. That's, that's the constant look it on his does. face. It does. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. It's, it's confusion. It's why, what is happening. And I said it a thousand times during that game. This does not look like a Brett Bielema team. No. They didn't look disciplined. They weren't strong. They weren't fast. They I weren't anything. I don't think he was confused by us. I think he was confused by his own players. Yeah. It was, it was wild. It was wild to see how far they've regressed just in the last year. But I'm not even talking about regress from what they were last year, but over the last 4 or 5 years. Yep. Illinois has been a bugaboo to us since what was it, 2019 was our last win over them. I think so. And it's I mean, it's been it's been tough sledding against them. Period, whether we're home or away. And for this game to go as poorly for us on offense as it did and to still, still come out 20 to 7. Yeah. <sighs> we i I said right at the end, I said we we tried our damnedest to give them that game, and it was like it was like hot potato. who' was gonna be holding it last? I didn't understand it, didn't understand it. It was frustrating. you know, Jed sent you some notes. what was his note on Heinrich Harburg?
1: <laughs> yeah, he sent me. Uh, one thing he was curious about: Did did they hear all of the stuff from the fans on his throwing motion and just say "fuck it, hold my beer"? What what is it with this sidearm <laughs> well, stuff?
0: Rule Rule made the comment that the players hear that stuff, hear the sideline, lo- or or hear true, all do. the outside noise and all those things, and I think that's what he's referencing. And I liked that they let it loose a little bit in this game. They were like, "He actually completed some passes downfield." We, we, he did complete some. He started out really hot, started out really hot. He had two big plays, um, two big plays that, if we were playing just about anybody else, would have been picks um, that Marcus Washington come back to the ball if the corner wasn't playing corner like he was me out there i don't I don't know like there's only probably t- six or seven other teams in the entire one hundred
1: and thirty three that are out there that you could get away with that throw on, yeah. But he he looked at least more comfortable throwing the ball downfield. And I, we were texting some during the game, and I was super excited to see that we were completing some passes. And then that third pass, he sailed it 15 yards past the guy again. Like He, he just needs to – I'm seeing some growth. He needs to get a little more comfortable, and he could actually become a passer.
0: I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that he needs some more growth and that he needs some more – Attention and all of those things I really, 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 really hope People are going to trash me for saying this I really hope we see Jeff Sims start against Northwestern I just don't know if we do The fans love him so much I don't care what the fans want well, The fans would love Jeff Sims if he came back And he could go a game without turning the ball over And look like a real quarterback We still didn't, see, like Harburg still didn't look like a real quarterback in this game Well, no
1: but I'm saying, I, I'm seeing growth from him, and that's exciting to me. He didn't miss every single pass that was more than five yards in front of him. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. That, to me, is a good sign. Now, we still had some turnover issues in this game, but...
0: Yeah, it got really bad towards the end of the game. Yeah. It got really bad. The The turnovers and the penalties were the big... Like, this, this game, it was like, oh, thank God we got to win. But it also didn't feel that
1: great because of how sloppy it was. Yeah, we also left like 30 points out there on the yeah, field. Yeah, we did. Between the turnovers and the penalties, and I know we Matt Rule talked a little bit about the different penalties that he saw and how unhappy he was with the refs, which I'm not a big fan of. Obviously, it, each each refing crew is different, and I think that you have to adjust to how much they're letting you play. And if you want to be upset about hearing stuff on the line and stuff like that, make adjustments. I agree with you.
0: The... I was talking about this earlier today. I don't remember who I was talking to. Oh, it was when when Vegas stopped by. Um, You know, I was – Matt Rule instantly when he got into the press conference. You know, I'm really upset with the refs tonight. He mentioned that it happened in the Michigan game and that he called the league office to make sure it wasn't legal uh, this last week. And that it was happening again tonight, and he was on the refs about it, and they weren't calling – Calling penalties on it, and, and then, what he was and talking then they were about is, it the other way well yeah what he, what he was talking about is the barking at the line by the defense they're, the defense is going to make a shift, and they're they 're barking stuff to try and interrupt or, or negate the cadence that 's going on from the quarterback in those situations, you have to be able to adjust like you just said go to a go to a silent snap count, yeah you have to have those adjustments and in I, I don't like trashing on rule about things, but this is something, this is kind of like the... It feels the, like an excuse. Well, it's, this is the second or third time that he's made this excuse for these penalties. He did this after the Colorado game and after the Minnesota game, both of those games stating that, oh, well, we, we weren't really ready for that type of a, a student section, that, that loud of an environment. And I made the comment after the Colorado game, those are two stadiums that are less than 60,000 people. Yep. There's no excuse for not being ready for the noise of a sixty thousand person stadium, or a or a fifty one five person stadium, which is what both of those basically are. That's the same type of excuse for here, because if you go to a silent snap count, anything that the defense is barking doesn't affect you,
1: yeah. or at least shouldn't. And, and we and we we had killed five five pre snap penalties yeah. that they blamed on that, and we killed drives because of it. Yeah, if
0: you're if you're gonna blame somebody else for those types of mistakes and in two of those penalties were in the first quarter on Teddy Prochaska. He was getting a lot of play in the first quarter. He's trying to work his way back. They've already talked about how it's not an athletic or a physical thing that's holding him back right now. It's a getting back in the game shape, getting back yep. in the groove. Um and that's a mental thing. Part of those things like those I said this in the, at the end of the first quarter. I said he had two of those and I'll forgive him on that stuff. I won't forgive a lot of the other guys that are out there every week and that have been starting. He's going to have some growing pains coming back. But then to have three more throughout the game that weren't him, it's like, come
1: on, guys. This is ridiculous. Like you said, it killed drives. We left a lot of points out there because of penalties. Yeah, Yeah, the turnovers got bad towards the end of the game, but it was the penalties that stopped us on – I want to say three different drives. we were moving the ball pretty well. Three different drives, and then we had three turnovers in. Well, two of them were in their red zone, mm-hmm. and one of them was on their like thirty. Now, all that negativity aside, we got to say our defense is back, <sighs> and Jesus. they did phenomenal again. You, 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 un- you undercut me there. I was about to say <laughs>
0: all that negative <laughs> shitting on them. Yeah. They still played a great <laughs> game. The defensive stop at the goal line set the whole tone of the game. I thought, yeah. And that was an incredible stop. It was. It was awesome. Um, now, I didn't like that they got to, there. to Well, they, to watch them march right down the field on their opening drive, they really did. They, it looked like the way that that drive was going, I was already thinking in my head. I was starting to get a little bit of an ill, an Ill feeling. Mm. feeling. Maybe our defense really was total for Gazy, and it's, you know, Michigan showed that, and now we're going to just get beat up on the whole game today. Yeah. Because they did. They bullied us
1: around right down the field. And then our defense was like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck you. Fucking done. Yeah, no, 21 total rushing yards from Illinois on the game. Yeah. No, it was. incredible.
0: And I I think think they had somebody, I I saw a stat somewhere. They had 23 rushing yards on their opening drive, and they ended the game with 21. Yeah.
1: No, it's like our, it's <laughs> so they got something. negative two rushing guards for the entire game after their first drive. That that game and a half that I talked about previously on the show, where I thought our defense might be giving up or going through some things, they were they figured it out this game. Yeah, they figured it out on that drive. Well, <laughs> it's like, well, the, it's like it in snapped
0: and the intensity. Was they back. came back. Yeah, well, the intensity was back. Yeah, Jed, Jed sent the note. They only missed five tackles in this yeah, game. That's incredible. They, they that's l- incredible focus. They looked like they were playing angry. Yes. It was it was anger. It was attention to detail, attention to detail that we haven't seen in a couple weeks, like you said. I'm very excited about that. You know, we got back down to the 1.1 yards per rush average. Pretty solid. <laughs> Seeing those numbers multiple times in one season is pretty crazy. Um, they because they, they ran the ball 19 times. The penalties, like we said, we were 10 penalties to their three, which I thought was astronomical. It really felt like, turnover-wise, we were going to finally win this battle, this game. And then the fourth quarter happened. It was like... What the hell? Hopefully, Anthony Grant's ankle tweak is just a tweak, and it's small and not going to hold him out. But, again, I said this during the game, that was another great defensive play. Everybody instantly started torching him online. This is just like the Minnesota game. It also happened around the four-minute mark again in the game. Yep. It wasn't. It, w- it was. It was exactly like the Minnesota game in that it was a great defensive play. He was literally he was spinning through. Yeah, he was holding the ball a little bit high, but he had good ball security all game. That dude straight up basically met him and ripped the ball out because he was getting stood up. Yeah, but that's that's what happened. Plain and simple. The Emmett Johnson one was a standard fumble. That
1: was. He's also a true freshman. He's going to have his growing pains. That's it. Turnovers just seem to continue It doesn't even matter who it is To plague our offense Yeah So much We also It felt like It felt like in the In the
0: second half Harburg got a little looser With the ball He was He was doing a little He's got a lot of Patrick Mahomes I want to run around And make the play And act all wild and crazy You can
1: tell he watches him He's probably a KC fan Sidearm shit You're not fucking Patrick Mahomes man Stop sidearming the ball You know what I'll be totally fine with it If you start making crazy plays Like Mahomes does but until then, knock it the fuck off.
0: <laughs> there were there were at least two or three times in this game where he threw it straight into the back of somebody or straight into the
1: helmet of somebody or straight well, into the it, that, the ball the comes not out even so out Yeah, it's it's like it's a shot. Really though, really though. That's why it's they, they had a pretty easy time deflecting some passes in this game. I think they they blocked four. Well, his arm his arm action even
0: when he throws overhand. Yeah, is. Right at helmet level. Yeah. So you're throwing it. Pretend you're, you know, Heinrich Carver is six five. He's a big fucking dude. If he would extend it and throw pro style overhand, he would be throwing over the offensive line with no problem. Yeah. Right now, he's turning himself into Kyler Murray. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Like he's basically a little midget running around back there because his arm is so
1: short. Now that said, if he has to throw that way to be any sort of accurate, fine. But then that goes back to your discussion about, is he actually a quarterback?
0: Yeah. If we, if we can't get that fixed in him, if we can't get his arm movements fixed in him, he's not a long-term quarterback solution. Plain and simple. Yeah. He's a good athlete, but sh- we got to be able to throw the ball. Like, I, like I've said many times, Taysom Hill is a great athlete, and he tried to play quarterback in the NFL. He gets a couple snaps here and there. That's good.
1: Do you have any other thoughts on this game before we go through our questions? I don't really. I think, I think our offense... Played
0: decently enough to get us a win that was really, really sloppy. Our defense played amazing. Yeah.
1: Completely agree. Um, going into the questions here, nobody really did great, but we all did a lot better than the fans did. <laughs> <laughs> you suck! <laughs> um, you, Jed, and myself all went three for four. The fans went one for six. Wow. So nothing to You mean three me. and four? Yeah, three and four. Got it. Uh, first one, Nebraska rushing yards practically at two hundred. It was under at one hundred and fifty-eight. That shocked me a little bit. I figured we'd have a little better running game. Yeah, but I, well, again, when you have those penalties, we had the penalties, and on top of that, we didn't
0: get our we didn't get any of the big runs. Yeah, uh, was- I'd have to double check, but I don't think we had. Yeah, we had our longest run. Longest run was 39 yards. Um, No, excuse me. I'm looking at the totally wrong thing. What the heck? This doesn't have a rushing on here. Nope. Longest run was 25 yards by Harburg. Yeah. Other than that, Anthony Grant, he ran it 20 times. His longest run was 12. He only came away with, after 20 runs, he came away with 56. Yeah. And we talked about it in the preview show. Coming into the season, Illinois' defensive front seven, especially their defensive line, was touted as the best, if not one of the best, in the in the Big Ten. So, and they they looked apart the for the most part. I thought that our offensive line actually played pretty decently in this game. I even I even had to make mention of it a couple different post game shows that I was watching. I made comments about the fact that Corcoran actually played pretty decently in this game. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think he had a bad First game. Time. I thought Ben Scott played better than he's played the last couple of weeks. He had a really dumb personal foul penalty because he played a little too too rough and <laughs> rough and downfield on him. But that's that's his third this year, something like that. I don't I don't remember for sure. The kid just likes to hit people. Well. The last couple weeks, Ben Scott has not looked great. we talked about how maybe the left side is bleeding over the right side, and he's he's where it starts. I don't know. I think
1: there's some frustration but there. He,
0: he played a much better, a much cleaner game this week. The snaps actually looked a little mm-hmm. bit better. Um, but overall, his blocking was just better, yeah. and, he, and he seemed
1: more engaged. So I hope that continues. I think some of that also was just the Michigan effect that we talked about on our last show. They all expected to lose that game, and so I think we're seeing them returning to what the progress that we were seeing, at least I hope. That's one of the things about you know
0: the, the Matthew McConaughey stuff that I was playing. He, he was talking about the Alabama game that they've already gone in and won this year. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they lost to Oklahoma, but they beat Alabama a couple weeks ago, and not circling a game on your schedule ahead of time and mentally filing that away as a loss, that's going to be one of the first first things that has
1: to go away for this team to make huge progress especially coming into next year yeah now that they release the schedule we've got some big games next year
0: yeah much bigger than this year yeah this was our easy cakewalk
1: yeah all right question number two most defensive takeaways obviously um illinois had the win here oh sorry everybody took the over on the rushing yards by the way so we were all wrong (laughs) oh yeah um, uh, let's see, everybody outside of me took Nebraska there, and I took the push, so we all still lost, though I was the most correct, so fuck you guys. <laughs> we were still all wrong. <laughs> we were still all wrong, because it was 3-2. to two. Yeah, well, I honestly thought that I was going to get the push because of how the game was going until right at the end. Yeah. It That fourth quarter got extra sloppy. Well, neither team wanted to take the ball. No. Neither team wanted it. No. Uh, Question number three, Illinois receiver Isaiah Williams receiving yards, um, 89 and a half, was under with eight catches for 57 yards. You and I were the losers here and took the over, Jed and the fans took the under. Uh, Question number four, which was incredibly disappointing, Billy Kemp all-purpose yards, 59 and a half. He only had 26 yards in this game. Yeah. How do we get him more involved? First of all,
0: every team that we've played so far, cues on him hard. He's not very fast. He is fast. He's not very fast. He's at least quick. He's quick, he's not very fast. He looks fast because his legs are running so fast. He looks
1: like Kyler Murray running. But his
0: his legs are very short. He is very short. Um and that's he's not getting open. He plain and simple, he's not getting himself open. I don't know if it's a routes, if it's a scheme thing. he He's not playing well enough to get himself open
1: when he's on the field. Well, and they're even getting him involved in the running game more. But that count as pass attempts? The the runs that he had were not good this game. No. He,
0: now he something seems off. I don't know what it is. He, he doesn't seem like he's everything that he was pumped up to be coming in. I personally, I think it's more of a speed thing than it is anything else. I don't know. I don't think it's a lack of effort. I don't think it's anything like that. He just
1: isn't that fast. He looks so quick though on the field. Yeah, I I don't get it. But that was a disappointing part of the game. Only twenty six yards. Everybody took the over, so we all got that one wrong. Number five, Nebraska defense pressures fifteen and a half. Hit the over we had 20 in this game.
0: Ooh. Which we actually found out <laughs> We found it today. We found out today <laughs> on an NFL broadcast how what that actually um, what that actually means. So that means that they got that the player got within to the defender got within 2 yards of the passer on a pass attempt. Yeah. So we did so that So we did that 20, 20 times. times. And he was he was hurried like crazy. They did again another really good job. That is one thing that All these teams, it seems like every team since Colorado has done a really, really nice job of preparing for how fast our guys get in the backfield. And their quarterbacks are just ready to either move outside of the pocket or they're going to get rid of the ball right away. Yeah. which They're doing a really good job of it. Feels good. He threw the ball 47 times in this game. Mm -hmm. It went 29 for 27, or 29 for 47 for only 289 yards. 289 yards sounds like a lot. But he threw the ball forty-seven times for an average of six-one. One touchdown, one interception. His QBR was thirty-seven point eight. Yeah. No, we we were beating him up. We did a nice job on him. They got yards, but we didn't. We were Ben Don't Break offense on this on this game, at least on the passing side of things. Um, And and we're still we're missing guys. It shows. It shows to me, especially it showed on that first drive. We're really missing
1: Luke Reimer being out there. He's clearly the big brain of the defense. Big brain, big leader on the defensive yeah, side they, of things. They know what they're doing so much quicker when yes. he's out on the field.
0: It seems more fluid. Um, the the f- the motion to the ball, everything on the outside that we've talked about, how you know, it one second the guy catches it, the next second, you know, the next frame there's five guys. Mm-hmm. Those types of things don't seem to be happening as much without him out there. They did seem to return some though. Yes, they had a lot. Towards more, the end of that game, yeah. there was the confidence grew in that yep. game big time, and it all started with that goal line stand. Yep. There was, you know, our our corner we're missing. Yes, we're missing him, but everybody forgets that Hill was the starting corner going into fall camp. Hill was the starting corner going into the preseason preseason training, and they asked, you know, they basically said, "Hey, we're short some receivers now. Can we count on you to play both sides of the ball?" That's why he wasn't starting. So he's a starting quality corner. Um, But I I did see, you know, there were a couple different times he got taken advantage of on the outside that resulted in some of their longer plays. Because when you look at the actual pass, the actual pass attempts, most of their stuff was short yardage stuff, but they did complete, they had three that were over 20. They went for 46, 21, and and 20. And then they also had a couple of their 17s, 11s out there the majority of the twenty nine completions that he made were short. They were at the line they were they were dump outs they were they weren't. there was not a ton of stuff. a lot of it was bailout so i I think overall we played really really well, even though it looks bad giving up close to three hundred yards passing
1: well, but I mean unless they're going to get zero yards overall when you're only <laughs> giving up twenty yards of rushing, they have yeah. to do something. They do have to do something. It shocked me a little bit that we were our offenses were pretty much dead even. Yeah. In almost every category. We had a few more plays, but yardage was the same. They obviously passed the ball better, and we ran the ball better. But Yeah, we we threw it for 154 and ran it for 158. Yeah. First downs, third downs, outside of fourth downs, because obviously they had a few more trying to catch up late in the game. It, it was all very similar.
0: What did you think about the fact that there was so much talk in the, in the practice week of Josh Fleeks and Josh Fleeks? I didn't hear anything about if he was
1: injured or anything like that. Um, he only got he only got one run. I don't know what happened. I I think at the end of the day they were still just putting the best guy out there that they could. We we didn't run the ball enough that we really had to change out that much.
0: Well, yeah, but we saw a lot of Emmett Johnson, and according to the depth chart, Josh Fleek's moved up to number two on the depth chart
1: for this for this game. So, as Jed loves to point out, Matt Rule doesn't give a shit about the depth chart. <laughs> That's true. So, I, I maybe they just liked what they were seeing and they thought that he had a better shot out there this week. I don't know. And there's no news out there injury-wise. No. So I don't, I don't know if something happened. Um it could also be and I didn't go back and look at this was he in on a few more pass plays maybe? No. And he just got rotated out. Not that I saw. Okay. And I, I didn't, don't have any He hasn't he
0: hasn't been getting a ton of looks or a ton of a ton of
1: playing time at the wide receiver slot anyway. Yeah. So know. maybe it's just cuz we weren't moving the ball that way. Maybe. Let's see. What was that? Number five. Defensive pressures. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, number six. Field goals made by Nebraska. By the way, for number five. Sorry. I'm, first time. First time doing these questions. Okay. Um, you, Jed, and my, myself all took the over, so the fans were the only loser there. Uh, field goals made by Nebraska. We put it at a half. Uh, we hit the over. We we finally hit one. Hit the over. It felt good. He, he did miss one. It felt good until he missed one. Yeah. He did miss one.
0: Uh, we actually hit two in this game. Yep. But the one that he missed, I'm going to give him, even though he's missed some, I'm going to give him a pass on that one. It was a bad hold. Laces were in. Laces were also in and on the right side. Mm-hmm. So it got pushed just left.
1: It it made sense. The laces did affect the ball. When, when you're worried about a young kid keeping his mental stuff right, Everything else you, has to go. You correctly. gotta help the guy out. Holy shit! <laughs> it was it was a it was a bad transition from snap
0: to to hold, and yeah, laces got on the inside. It was the second uh, watching it live. The second you saw it go off his foot, you're like,
1: yeah, eh, there's something wrong there. I I wish that Jed was here so he could talk about that riveting show that he was telling us about. <laughs> yes. um, we're gonna have to remember to ask him field goal kicker mentality.
0: We're gonna have to remember to ask him that because. Apparently, there's some HBO special out there. It was a documentary or something like that. So like it was like an hour and a half minute long <laughs> deal, and yeah. and he's talking about Dude, it's really it's really interesting about how the 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 you know they miss one and it could completely derail their career and it's a mental thing. And this now I'm like I'm like I'm really glad you gave me the cliff
1: notes because there's no way <laughs> I'm dedicating 90 minutes of my life to <laughs> thing about kickers. Hard enough time consuming that. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, I mean, it, I think it's a real concern, and we talked about it previously. I, it, w- it felt good to see him making some. It did because it made me feel like that wasn't necessarily what was going on, and it was just some other factors.
0: It did, cases. and he also the other thing about it is for him, when the laces were in, he missed that kick. He still went to his guy, and he was like, "Hey, man, blah blah." You know, they, yep. like you saw him after it. He wasn't down about it. He wasn't pissed. He wasn't trying to blame anybody. Yeah, keep well, a positive attitude. That,
1: that means he's not taking it as hard as yes some might. So, so
0: wait, I don't, I don't think. I don't think any of these players right now that are going to see a ton of time. You know, I, I, I made mention of Fedoni maybe being the guy that he was talking about as coming to me. Oh, coach, you know, I'm down about this. I'm down about that. No, fuck you. Go play football. You know, when he made that comment last week in the press conference, I might have I might have gone too far in saying that that was about Fedoni or anything like that. I don't think it's about anybody that's really necessarily getting a lot of playing time right now. We saw a couple guys enter the transfer portal this last week. I think I think when you hear players at the podium talking about how we're finding out who's really bought in and who's not and you're 4 or 5 games into the season, you're going to get that when you run into your first real hard test, which was Michigan. Yeah. And you're you're going to see those things right now. And this is where you've got to you've got to really really know, am I built am I cut out for this? Am I going to be here long term or do I need to go play for some directional university where I can you know, skid by and have somebody else take my
1: tests and get a degree and go do something else because yep. football is not life. Uh, for that question, everybody took the over. So everybody still believes in the kid. That's good to see. Um, last one. Well, We were also sm- smart in the fact that we
0: knew this was going to be a sloppy game. Yeah. And that's what you get out of a sloppy game is field goal attempts. Yeah. No, and we had, was it just three attempts? Just three attempts. And also, to, to give him a little more props, too, It was windy as shit. Yeah, they had, they
1: had wind gusts up to 35, 40 miles an hour. Yep. So he did a good job. Uh, last question. Nebraska defensive sacks, three and a half. It was three. So we missed it just under. Jed was the only one that took the under. But 20 pressures. But 20 pressures. And it, that kind of goes back to what you said. They're game planning for the fact that We've got some speed up front and can yes. get back there.
0: And we also, we also had six tackles for loss, which is awesome. Um, to see on the opposite side of the ball, our offense only give up three tackles for loss and one sack, that's an improvement. That feels much better. That is an improvement. I, I'm going to pound my chest, give my props to the offensive line. I thought that they were one of the most improved things that we saw this week, aside from the defense just going back to what we expect out of our defense.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you can really call that being improved or just not playing Michigan. Just remembering who they are, too. Yeah. So, overall, I'll take the win. Obviously, it was exactly what we thought. Super sloppy game, got a little chippy, but hey, another W in the w- fun in the win column. I'm I'm here for it.
0: I've got one one question that was actually posed um, by a fellow uh fellow podcaster out there. Uh question was is Nebraska going to be bowl eligible by November 5th? What Basically, what I the question, there? what the real question is, is are we going to win our next three games, which would be Northwestern on the 21st, we get Purdue coming to town, so we're at home for Northwestern and Purdue, and then we're at um, East Lansing for Michigan State on November
1: 4th. What are your thoughts? I think it's possible... It's not possible if we play as sloppy as we did against Illinois. We need to continue making the improvements that we saw from Michigan to Illinois. And if we can do that, I I don't... I know Northwestern's looked scrappy this year. I don't see us having an issue with them. Purdue has looked like two different football teams, depending on who shows up. Hey, Northwestern plus. beat
0: Holy Cross this yeah, week whatever. by three points.
1: I'm so proud of them. <laughs> three whole points. Uh, Purdue is really... It, They've had some flashes of light this year and have looked pretty good, and they've had other games where they looked worse than Northwestern.
0: Well, I'll tell you that I feel like the Purdue game that they played against Illinois, I didn't watch it, but after seeing the score and some of the other scores that they've had this year, I really thought, oh, wow, maybe he's onto something there, and it's not like they were completely bare-covered when he took over. But now after seeing the way that they played against Iowa, I feel like they were actually just way more of a, hey, Illinois is really bad this year. Illinois is really bad this year. They're like Minnesota this year. Both of those teams coming in, we thought, hey, they could easily win the West. They're both you know, up-and-coming teams, maybe nine-win teams. No. Illinois and Minnesota are bad this year. They're not good. Yeah. And I think Purdue took advantage of that and the fact that he knows everything about Brett Bielema's team and coaching style. And so that was that was a big win for them. They looked awful against Iowa. And yeah. Iowa played like shit.
1: Their game that game was as ugly as our game with Illinois. Yeah. It was gross. So it it that the Purdue game for me is kind of the pivotal one. If we can win both of those games, I think we can handle Michigan State okay this year. I like it.
0: Michigan State's the only question for me. Really. I think Northwestern, Purdue? Yes. I think I think the Northwestern game, there's going to be some leftover I like I I really hope Reimer's back for that game. There's gonna be some leftover anger about how things went down. Not necessarily at Northwestern, but as a reminder of what happened in that Northwestern game in Ireland last year. There's I think they want to take some out on them. Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> because I, I, I think the defense holding them to a goose egg would be amazing. It would be amazing.
1: I know I don't have any reason to feel this way, but I love watching Northwestern lose. Yeah, I just do. Every year that game feels different to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd love it if we could take it to them. I just I want to make sure all of our players stay healthy because Northwestern seems like a dangerous team this year from a not giving a shit standpoint.
0: Yeah. Kind of kind of hit like that Colorado State team did against a Colorado. Bit. It's yeah. just
1: they they don't. It's a zero sum game out there for them. They're just hitting people.
0: Yeah, so. I, li- I like the question, though. I really do. I think Northwestern and Purdue at home, those are both games that I expect to come away with a win. I think a big win over Northwestern. I think a tight game with Purdue. <clears throat> Probably sloppy, just like what the Iowa game was. But Iowa's not as competent as Nebraska is on the running the ball side of things, in my opinion, at least from what I've seen so far. And they were able to pretty much do whatever they wanted to on the ground against Purdue. So,
1: I'm hoping that Nebraska can run the ball over Purdue um, and hold them down. Now, we've got six total games left on the year. So, I guess a question, to take this question one step further, if we're not bowl eligible by November 5th, do we get bowl eligible?
0: I don't know. I told them, my response to him on Twitter originally was, um, I said, I'm not sure about that, but I think that bowl eligibility comes on Black Friday. So I was essentially saying, I don't know if we're going to be there by November 5th, which would be winning the next three games, but if we drop one to Michigan State, which is, which is, is a doable thing, I, I, I think the Iowa, is, the Iowa game is going to be a win regardless. Unless we have catastrophe and there's no more quarterbacks to play, I think the Iowa you game... You mean like Iowa? <laughs> Hey, their quarterback, I don't I don't know what his name is. He's he's a little tubby dude. He actually <laughs> reminded me of Ron Kellogg. A I was bit. called I was called Ron Kellogg the Chunk. Every time that motherfucker came in the game, I was like, "The Chunk." Yeah. Loved Ron Kellogg. <laughs> and that dude forever lives on in my heart cuz I was at that Northwestern game where he threw that uh, Hail Mary. Yep. Um and I literally like bl- browned out when that Hail Mary went. I was I had been up all like We were up all night I went to that game with Kevin We are up all night drinking Jeez. And we decided last minute to get tickets and go out of the game When I mean last minute I mean like At 6.45 in the morning we decided Should we go to this 11 o'clock game? <laughs> yeah I think so And we went We had been drinking all night It was dumb as shit And when that, when that Hail Mary happened I stood up and I'm screaming And like I browned out I almost fell down the stairs It was terrible it was terrible. We were we we're up in the way high up on the on the on the, on the east side. That's that's so <sighs> a might have been and the BJ that day. Yeah, <laughs> if I'd have had one more drink in me, I might have been dead that Yikes. day. I don't even know. Well, that no, just makes for a good story. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm gonna be optimistic and say yes. Okay. Ball eligible by the fifth. Cool. So in less than a month, we'll be bowl eligible. I'm calling it. Here for it. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Pornesco football history.